0: فاذلهه ما الشيطان عنها فاخرجهما مما كان فيه وقل نهبط بكم لبعض ولكم في الارض مستقر ومتاع الى حين رب اشرح صدري يفقه قولي والحمد لله على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن we begin with the ayah فَأَزَلَّهُمَ الشَّيْطَانُ عَنْهَا Then shaitan caused both of them to slip The ha here uh, Referring to the instruction of Allah Azza The guidance also of Allah Azza Some have even said the ha here uh, The pronoun meaning shaitan caused them to slip from it Refers to the instruction regards to the tree Because the tree is feminine Anyhow فَتَكُونَ مِنَ الظلم, uh, Actually no, uh, فأخرجهما, Then he expelled both of them Meaning Allah Azza expelled both of them Some ulama have even commented That shaitan caused both of them to be expelled But the majority opinion is That it's Akhrajah uh, can refer to Allah Azza The only reason the other opinion even exists Is because there's proximity There's Azallah, he caused them to slip And the same ayah akhraja he got them expelled So you could put that on Iblis as well فَأَخْرَجَهُمَا مِمَّا كَانَ فِيهِ in what they used to be in. وَقُلْ نَهْبِطُوا بَعْضُكُمْ لِبَعْضٍ عدو. Now, you know, this is one of the things you should appreciate about Qur'an. Allah is very brief in some places, and then He takes that very brief statement and explains it in great detail in some other place. Which is why it's impossible for somebody to study only one part of Qur'an and not take the rest of Qur'an. So Allah Azza wa here, very brief language, He says He caused both of them to slip and, he got, and they both got expelled. He, he caused both of them to be expelled. In Surah Al-A'raq, we'll get long, explicit detail, how did He cause them to slip? How did they slip? Here, Allah is brief in this matter. So in each surah, you will find, sometimes Allah explains something more and something less. And in the other place, the other parts are brief, and some other parts are more detailed. But the question is, why is there more detail about some aspects here? And why is there more brief discussion over there? Every surah has a central message and a central set of lessons. And the, the, the parts of the story that have to do with that surah are more, given more detail. And the parts that have less to do with that surah are mentioned in brief. So in surah al-A'raf, we'll find more details about how they slipped. But here it's very brief mention. فَأَزَلَّهُمَا الشَّيْطَانُ عَنْهَا فَأَخْرَجَهُمَا مِمّا كَانَ فِيهِ I'll, I'll repeat something I said yesterday. Here Allah Azza wa Jalla makes sure we understand the waswasa of shaytan, the victim of it was both of our parents. It wasn't just Eve, it wasn't just Hawa, it was both of them, huma. Unlike the Christian belief that it's Eve that is the root of all evil, right? And then they blame her for uh, the, the mishappenings in paradise. Anyhow. Now when they did eat from the tree, and it caused them to be expelled from paradise, the words of Allah are, اِهْبِطُوا نَهْبِ We said, descend. But the, when you say to, in Arabic, when you tell two people to descend, you say, اِهْبِطَا You say, آ at the end. But the ayah says, اِهْبِطُوا It's plural. And from this we derive that even Iblis is being addressed. Who was sent to earth among those who were sent to earth is Our, our father, our mother السلام, And also Iblis And then we find uh, Some of you or some, One group will be enemy to the other group That's how is implied here One group will be enemy to the other So there are three kinds of animosity now There's men that will have animosity towards women Women animosity towards men And Iblis animosity towards men And Iblis animosity towards women There's three kinds of animosity going on and the main animosity will be between man and women that is fueled by Iblis himself. And this in, 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 in more modern terms, we call this the social problem. The balance in society between the role of men and the role of women is studied in sociology, right? And, if you, and to this day, we haven't found a balance between these two things. On the one hand, you have male chauvinism. And on the other hand, you have extreme radical feminism. You've got these extremes. One side says men deserve everything, women deserve nothing. The other comes to the opposite extreme and says women deserve everything, men deserve nothing. And then people try to come up with their compromises. But in the end, so long as human beings are going to try to make a compromise, it will only be unfair. And the only one who can balance the two sides is Allah Azza wa Jal and His guidance. So you have, بَعْضُكُمْ لِبَعْضٍ عَضُوءٍ وَلَكُمْ فِي الْأَرْضِ مُسْتَقَرٌ And in the earth there will be a temporary place of rest for you there's Muqam there's and Mustaqar Mustaqar is a place you take tranquility in and you find stop in and you find coolness in for a limited period of time so Allah says the, the station of the earth is gonna be temporary وَمَتَاعٌ ilahin and utilities until a given time the very powerful word Allah used for dunya here مَتَاع mata' mata' in Arabic means a, a, a tool like a shovel or like a brush or a scrape, or a sponge in a kitchen—things you use. But matah by definition, is something you use, but you don't enjoy. It's not something meant to be enjoyed. It's something meant to be used. I don't think anybody enjoys a shovel unless they're really into digging or something. They don't, it's not a normal thing to enjoy. They don't, nobody enjoys, you know, things like a, a screwdriver or things like that—tools. You know, Al-Asma'i, Rahimahullah, wanted to do research on this one word, matar, because it's used so many times in Quran. And the way he used to do research, he used to go to the Arab Bedouin deserts to try to find people that are using that word without asking them. So he wanted to see the word being used in its natural context. So he travels village to village and he can't find anybody using the word matah, but he doesn't want to ask. Because if he asks, according to him, he'll get an artificial definition. But if he just hears it being used naturally, he'll get the genuine definition, right? So he's waiting for, (laughs) for him to hear this word. I mean, imagine the kind of pain that takes to find a word being used just run into it so he's exhausted he sits at the bank of this pond and this little girl is scrubbing you know her, her dishes she's scrubbing her, and her pet goat comes and it grabs the brush and runs away with the brush so the girl starts crying and says the <laughs> matai that he took my the, the goat took my brush away and he, she called the brush the tool you know a and he he put that in his notes on his on his commentary on the word mata it's something you use But it's not something to enjoy And Allah says in this earth You're gonna be here for a little while While you'll have a lot of things to use But don't get caught up in them They're supposed to be things that are in your hand Not in your heart You know And this is something very important For a lot of people They they have no dunya in their hand But the entire dunya is inside their heart So even if they have no materials They're still materialistic And on the other hand You can have a person who has all the wealth in the world But the wealth is in their hand And it hasn't entered into their heart. If they have it one day and they don't have it the next day, their heart doesn't change. They understand it was it belonged to Allah, like I myself belong to Allah. So Allah says about this dunya when He sends us here, he says, until a given time, there will be things for you to utilize.